We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hartman's Hartman's ball placement and accuracy is is absolutely phenomenal. That's the biggest thing. And I think that's the biggest surprise, in my opinion. We've seen Sam Hartman do it, right? But to see what we weren't allowed at the second practice, but for the two practices that we have watched, to watch Tyler Buckner throw with consistency, and accuracy it's just really a good sign man and i said this and you know people fall on both sides of the coin on tyler Buckner. it is what it is if you're look if you expect a young man to come in as a freshman and be a finished product as a quarterback then i don't know what to tell you i just don't right but it's pretty much his third year really Yo, he only played three games last year, and he was injured his freshman year. He's really pretty much in a sophomore year as far as reps and experience, and he has improved so much and just throwing the ball and being accurate in ball placement. He really has, and I think having somebody like Sam Hartman in the quarterback room no, it elevates everyone, right? I think everyone knows what needs to be done in order to be seen in that quarterback room, right? The expectations have been raised. And now your coach doesn't have his attention split between calling plays and being an OC. No, Gino Gadulli is right there. And we saw that uh, in the drills today. Just with everything they did, having a quarterback coach right there is going to benefit everybody in the room. It's going to benefit Sam Hartman, in my opinion. It's really going to benefit Sam Hartman. Like I said, the intensity. Um, Jared Parker talked about it a little bit when he met with the media. You know, one of the most impressive things is that this team moves extremely fast, and they know where they're going. Right. This is the second year under the Marcus Freeman system with competition and the competition has even gotten better from what we saw last year. They become more efficient. 
and getting more reps, which gives more opportunity to, you know, the younger guys to go out there and show their wares, get better. All of those things is vastly improved as far as the speed and the tempo of practice, the level of competition, and the intensity. Is the dude the the first two practices that we've seen? The intensity has been absolutely incredible, right? And I think you saw that boil over. In my opinion, the intensity they had in practice, and I think you saw it boil over, right? When this happened, right after they finished practice. Entman, Entman with the foot save. Chris Cavanaugh gets his hand free and scores on the jump shot. What a scene. When they stepped on this field, on the berm, as. Yo, like they went straight from practice. Uh, it was a packed house, too, because we share, the media shares the parking lot with the baseball and lacrosse field and the IAC. So, you know, when you pull up, you could tell, yo, everybody was packed in there today because people were already arriving from lacrosse and it was just a packed house on campus today. And so they come out and, you know, most of the coaches had to immediately go tend to recruits after practice was done. And the players made a beeline straight for the lacrosse field, which is connected within that complex. They went out the back door, walked up, went right into the lacrosse field and, it was lit. The atmosphere was absolutely bananas, man. It was bananas. It was already a thick atmosphere. Uh, Michael Shrewsbury, you know, landed and was on campus. He spoke to the team after their practice. So they heard from him as he introduced himself. And I believe that was the first time he physically met Marcus Freeman, unless he met when he came to interview for the job. And they go straight from that an intense practice talking to the new coach, meeting him, and they go straight to support lacrosse. So I love how the coaches on campus and the players have love for one another, man, in these programs. It's, it's really something incredible to witness and feel on that campus. And I'm sure it happens at other schools. You know, I'm sure other schools have – you know, teams on the campuses that support one another. But Notre Dame, that was that was a moment today. And even though I believe they ended up losing to Virginia 17 to 13, I believe, it was the energy that that team brought. I think they were down 7-4 to Virginia when the football team arrived. And then they, th they scored three unanswered to tie it up at seven, which was crazy within itself. So, and, and tip of the cap to Virginia. Uh, getting their composure back and responding with a, a, a quick run of their own right after that and kind of regaining control of that match going into the fourth quarter. So, and coming up with the victory. So that's number three in the nation against number one in the nation. They'll probably switch spots and I'm sure they'll play in Charlottesville and then probably in the playoffs.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, and uh, Jalen Sneed, Lilo Galante. Jalen Sneed is fast. That's it. That's all you need to know. He's fast and big. He's bigger and faster. Bigger, faster, stronger. That's it. Bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, Jadarian Price did not practice today. Logan Diggs did not practice today. Um... I believe Logan, there was nothing serious, but uh, he had a nick from practice yesterday. So he, he didn't play. The only running backs that were out there today were Javon Payne and Aldrich Estime. Um, so Darian Price was seen running. So that's great news. He's back to running. So that's exceptional for him coming back from that Achilles. And I think as they progress and get closer to the blue and gold game, we might start seeing him participate in drills and certain things and practices. So uh, that's that's good to hear for that young man because I'm sure all of us are pretty much pulling for him to come back healthy and to have a really good career at Notre Dame after that unfortunate injury. So let's start with practice. What I can tell you today is that they continue to give reps, plenty of reps to these young wide receivers and plenty of opportunities. Uh, the first offensive line group that came out had Christophic and Billy Shrouf at the guards, with Zeke Carell at center, and of course, Blake Fisher, who has lost 17 pounds. Looks absolutely amazing. For him to lose 17 pounds means that he took the offseason serious and trying to improve and become more athletic. 
and more powerful because just because he lost 17 pounds doesn't mean that he can't be as powerful or even more powerful than he already was because he's a beast in the run game. Like You go watch the film, Blake Fisher, the way he moves people in the run game is absolutely amazing. But to see that he took interest in his body means that he's dedicated to being a much better offensive line and a much better player for Notre Dame. Joe Alt, it's just Joe Alt. The offensive line looked great. Like that, that unit just looks great. Joe Rudolph really walked into one of the best situations that a coach can walk into. Even though he's replacing the legend of Harry Heastan, the opportunity he has to coach the five guys that eventually probably are going to end up being the starters, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. What they're doing as well with the second groups, they're switching. I saw Mill Wagner at left tackle. You see him working at right tackle a little bit. Uh, they're doing a lot of switching of positions and, and adding versatility to the offensive line, especially in their second and third groups. And I would say the distance between the second group and the first group, I mean, of course you have elite tackles on the outside. So, But the guys that are behind Zeke Carell, Billy Shrouth, and Andrew Christoffi, it's not like it's a huge drop-off. The guys are right there. Guys are right there. Somebody watch. Somebody to watch, in my opinion, is Ty Chan. I think Ty Chan is going to end up being a really, really good offensive lineman. He's a, he's a mountain of a man. He just really is. I thought he was going to be a tackle eventually when they got him in the class, but he's going to be a monstrous guard at Notre Dame when his time comes. You can believe that. You can believe that. So that's the offensive line. Let's like say the running backs, the wide receiver. Look, man, Lorenzo style. Look, I don't know if anybody else wants to say this. Lorenzo Styles Jr. looks really good to me. He looks really good to me. He looks quicker. Looks like he has a better step. You know, they had a drill today where they worked on the balance and then they worked on their release against like a little dummy. And um, he looks quicker to me, man. He, he really does. Tobias is Tobias. Deion Cozy is it? I do. He looks re-energized. He really does. We talked about that in the initial practice report. He just looks re-energized. It looks like they want him to take the reign and be the leader for that group. Excuse me. And I uh, hope he he takes the opportunity to become the player that they expect him to become. You know, because they have high expectations for him. And the only reason you have high expectations is if you see things in practice over the course of time. And obviously, they've seen enough from Deion Cozy to have these expectations for him. And hopefully, by Irish fans, we can start seeing the manifestation of those things on the field. The quarterback situation. Man, let me tell you something. If Kenny Minchie is, is your fourth quarterback, you've got a pretty darn good quarterback one. Right? I, now, I will say this. To me, once I saw Sam Hartman throw at the pro day, I was like, okay. Sam Hartman's different. This is just me. Sam Hartman's different. I don't know if I've seen anybody throw at this position 
at Notre Dame like this in a long time. So he's different. He's different. And it leads me to believe that he is without a doubt. You know, Marcus Freeman can say what he wants to say, and he should. He should give us the coach speak. But Sam Hartman is a starter. Sam Hartman is, you know, as I watch, he's he's the best quarterback. He's the best quarterback. He's definitely the best thrower of the ball when it comes to accuracy and ball placement. I'm going to say Steve Angeli impressed, man. That kid has a big, he's a big kid. He's the biggest quarterback in the room. Big kid, moves well. Ball placement and accuracy is something. He, he, he'll work on it. He'll get better. Don't think, I mean, he, look, he's a freshman. He's a freshman. He was an early enrollee, played the blue and gold game, freshman. He's still a freshman. So, Kid has a big arm, though. He has a big arm. If he can get it, man, if he could ever get control of it. It might be tough to wrestle away the job from Steve Angeli once Tyler Buckner leaves. You know, like Kenny Minchie making that jump, he's going to have to do some things. But Kenny Minchie's just smooth. Look, Kenny Minchie's just smooth. Like, you can just watch him throw. His throws are easy. Nice. As I said before, he's going to get stronger. His arm's going to get stronger. But his accuracy, everything is just, man, he's just smooth. He's just a really smooth kid and a quiet, confident kid when you watch him uh, move and play on the field. So, quarterback. The offense should be explosive. But this is, I'm very interested in the scene because of injury. They've been going to a lot of three wide receiver sets, right? Working from that in drills and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if that's just to get reps for the wide receivers, more reps for the wide receivers and quarterbacks, or if that's something Jared Parker. The left is ecstatic. Like I, I told left about that left. Like, oh, my God, if they come out three wide receivers 70% of the time, I might go crazy. So it's going to be interesting. It's absolutely going to be interesting to see how this offense develops. And we'll get to more of that Monday when we talk about what Jared Parker had to say to the media when he met with them after practice today. Huge recruiting weekend from everything that we heard. I know Justice Scott had an incredible – we talked right before he left. And he talked about the intensity of practice. He said, I'm definitely going to make it back. And um, yeah, he loved his time. You saw pictures. He walked over to the IAC, him, his parents. He took a picture in the meeting room, you know, to let everybody know he had made it about 7 a.m. And Every, for some reason, I don't know why people made his Crocs. He had on some white Crocs. Everybody, it was controversial. Everybody was like, man, why is he wearing Crocs? People, look, young people in Chicago wear two things. 
Crocs or Yeezy slides. That's it. Crocs or Yeezy slides. Crocs are a big thing in Chicago amongst teenagers. Huge. I was explaining this to Ryan Roberts because he has something crazy to say about his Crocs. I'm like, yo, Justice Scott is popping in Chicago because kids in Chicago wear the heck out of Crocs. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. Now, I was actually gifted a pair of Crocs for Christmas, and they're quite comfortable. They're quite comfortable. And I was actually gifted inserts that um, they were really nice because the inserts that go in were uh, built around, like, who I am as a person. And so I like them. They're extremely comfy, extremely comfy. And sometimes a little strap at the back gets on my nerves a little bit. But, you know, I, I wear them every, every now and then. But I prefer to have the Yeezy slides myself over the Crocs. Because the Yeezy slides are extremely comfortable. But some people just don't want to pay that two $300 for some slides. And I understand. And Justice Scott seems to be one of those people. You know. So leave Justice Scott alone when it comes to his Crocs, man. That's a Chicago thing. And I'm sure Crocs are big in other places as well. But for the teenagers in Chicago, <laughs> it goes big. <laughs> Notre Dame's next apparel deal would be for Crocs. That would be a man. That would be that would be hilarious. That would be absolutely hilarious. So I want to say something else, too. I was watching drills today, and I actually mentioned this to B. Driss on the phone as I was headed back. I firmly believe, and it's early, and we get to watch the full practice. We, we didn't get to watch a full practice today. Our first full practice will be April the 1st. That's our first opportunity to watch a full practice. So we'll get to find, especially about the trenches. And I know you guys probably want a little bit more about the offensive line, defensive line. And it's just hard when you don't get to see them compete against one another. So I don't want to go ahead and try to fabricate something. You know, dude, the number one unit is the number one unit. The number two unit, guys are bigger, stronger. You can tell they've been in the system. They got the Harry Heastan stamp for that foundation. Joe Rudolph is coming in. Joe Rudolph, you just don't screw it up. Like, everything's set in motion. Just don't screw it up. Everybody in that room will be fine. But as I watch the defensive line today, yo, Tyson Ford is like 290. Jason Onye is 292. Gabriel Rubio's 300. Donovan Heinish is big. Howard Cross is up to 280-something. Devin Houston comes in at 282 as a freshman. Uh, who am I missing? Aiden Gabira is much bigger. Josh Burnham's much bigger. Jordan Patello, you can just tell these arms are ripped. You can tell Matt Bayless has been putting in work with these guys. Uh, Javante John Baptiste looks fantastic. I, I really feel like this defensive line is going to be better than people expect. And it goes back to you know, the LL question of the day when I asked you guys, like, yo, did we overrate Jason Adeyemiola? 
Did you overrate him? Did we overrate him? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you look at the combination of J.C. Admiola and Isaiah Foskey, for the last three consecutive years, they've been part of the defensive front that has allowed over 100 yards per game on the ground. And that yardage has gone up in consecutive years. So you ask yourself, like, yo, what was really the impact? I know Isaiah Foskey was an all-time sack leader. But we look at the totality. Of that front, and of course the linebackers have have something to do. I can't put it all on the front four. Linebackers have something to do with that rushing attack defensively, not getting the job done. But you you have to ask yourself. I said before, Jason Abiola is almost. He's all. That's his entire career. He's the almost guy. Almost had a tackle for loss. Almost had a sack. Almost made that big play. That's just who he, who he was. So now moving forward, you know, I think people should have and should be a little bit more open. Honestly, I'll keep it real with you. Be a little bit more open to just be open. Right? I know there's a lot of question marks. But what are you really coming off of? It's not like you're losing two first-round, three first-round guys on the defensive line that you're trying to replace. I mean, you're losing two guys that probably won't get drafted. One guy that's a top 50. That's what you're replacing? It's Notre Dame. If you can't replace that, then what are we talking about? It's a bigger problem. If you're losing two guys off your defensive line that are going undrafted and one guy that's top 50 in the draft, you're Notre Dame. If you don't have the athletes to replace those guys, you have bigger problems. And I didn't even mention Riley Mills, who's sitting 290, right? I was telling, man, you give me Botello, Baptiste, Howard Cross and Riley Mills, if that's the first four I'm putting out there, 
I feel comfortable with that. Howard Cross was phenomenal last year. He was phenomenal. His only problem is you don't give him more than 30 snaps because he wears down because he's only 280. But you give him about 25 to 30 snaps, Howard Cross is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Riley Mills is solid. Has he leveled off? Does he get better? We'll see. We'll see. But if Riley Mills pretty much stays who he is, Riley Mills has been solid. Gabriel Rubio got vastly, was vastly improved, right? When he got that first group of snaps, that BYU game was when he really started jumping up and getting more snaps. Each week, he got better. You can tell he's strong as an ox. He's legitimate 307, 310, whole anchor, and he's strong. He needs to be that guy that can collapse the pocket. They have talent. Tyson Ford was a four-star athlete. Now, this was the thing, and I mentioned this. Tyson Ford spent most of his career as a defensive end. And then he was asked to go battle on the interior. Those are two totally different things. So his learning curve, you know, it wasn't like he was going to hit the ground running, trying to learn a new position and trying to learn how to battle in smaller places on the interior of that defensive line. So look for him to take a step forward. Jason Onye flashed, in my opinion, last year. He just had people in front of him. If he can become more consistent, he's up to 290. So he's putting in the work in the weight room with Matt Bayless. It's just going to, man, we just have to see it. We just have to see it. But they've recruited at the defensive line. They've recruited at the defensive line. It would have been nice to get the uh, the fist kid that ended up at Florida State. Yeah, it would have been nice to get him at it. But other than that, I think they're going to be better than most people give them uh, respect. I don't think people expect a lot from defensive line. I think people think that it's a weakness. Heck, what was it last year when you look at the Russian numbers? What was it? I just fully expect them to outplay their expectations. I really do. Looking at Gene 2 Lamaka going through drills, having him come off the edge, it's going to be very interesting, especially if he's playing strong edge. It's going to be very interesting to watch him with the full offseason to see how he can transform himself. He's already begun to transform his body, which is really good. But it's going to be very interesting. No, they all look good going through drills. They were working on. Everything was about being synced in, right? Everything was about being synced in today. And I saw the drills, like even with the linebackers. I'm going to get to the linebackers shortly because I see something. I think there's something that's going to make a tremendous difference. I can go to it now. 
Because I think I said everything I need to say about the defensive line. I don't want to harp on that too much. But linebackers, in my opinion, are going to take a huge step forward if this is a true competition. I fully expect J.D. Bertrand to be the number one linebacker. But let me tell you something. Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler are coming. Little attitude with both of those kids. Jalen Sneed, that dude is chirping. Going through drills, chirping, just talking. Playing so much faster, moving so much faster. But this is what I noticed today. And I mentioned this because Ryan Roberts was usually with me at most practices last year because Brian Driscoll wasn't able to go. So it was either him or Vince. I can't remember a practice where I can close my eyes and remember hearing James Laronitis' voice. Like, I can close my eyes at a Notre Dame practice, and I know that's Harry Heastan. That's Marcus Freeman. Like, there are certain voices. That's Mike Mickens. There are certain voices that are part of the mix, the audio mix of a Notre Dame practice. James Laronitis was never part of that mix. Max Bullock, the new linebacker coach, GA, that just spent time down in Alabama under Nick Saban. You took man, you want to talk about coaching? He coaches his tail off. He coaches his tail off. And I love it. I love it. I love it when the expectation in the room has been raised. I love it. Get these dudes to see it and go. Get downhill. Make tackles in the backfield. That's the next step in this linebacker room. This is what needs to happen. And you go look at, this is the crazy thing, man. If you watch Michigan State football, this is why numbers aren't everything, right? Because he was a middle linebacker during like the run with um, they were going to Rose Bowls and you know threatening to make it into college football playoffs, and he was there for that. He was there for that run at Michigan State. You go look at his combine numbers or his athletic numbers. Not impressive. Not impressive at all, but he was a highly productive leader, multi-year captain, and linebacker. Highly productive without being super talented. Right? So you can talk stars, three-star, four-star. I don't even know what Max Bullock was coming out of high school. He probably was a three-star, two-star, three-star coming out of high school. Highly productive linebacker on the college level. You're right, Lilo. Big time awareness. 
And I think he's going to bring an awareness and a toughness from that Alabama program at the linebacker position. That is something that needs to be infused into that room in South Bend. I really do. I really love his energy, Irish fans. I love his energy. Just a short time of just like watching drills and watching him communicate. Man, he worked Drake Bowen hard today. And this is something Charles Jackasaw pointed out to me when he was being recruited. The thing that stood out to him, and I've said this before, but he said the thing that stood out to him was how hard Harry Heastan coached the backups. Not the starters, but the backups. And I saw Max Bullock teaching Drake Bowen and teaching Jaden Osbury. Jaden Osbury went through a drill and looked like he did everything right. Max is like, Jaden, come here. And he's right in his ear. And he's telling him, Jane Osbury, by the way, looks like he's going to be. Man, I don't know if they put him. I don't know if they end up putting him at Rover. To get him on the field. But he can he can run, man. He can really run. So as Jalen gets bigger, maybe Jalen goes to the weak side. And they get Jaden to come in at the rover. And then Nolan Ziegler's in the middle with Drake being his backup. Man, they have a lot of linebacker. And then Prince Colley, I haven't even talked about Prince Colley. Prince Colley's problem is he just can't gain the weight, man, to be able to be an every down linebacker. He's instinctive, he's fast, but yo, he's, I think he's listed at 212 right now. So, but I'm highly, highly ecstatic to see the linebackers this year and to see how they progress through the spring because the way they're being taught is a totally different, it's just, it's just different. It's more intense and hopefully they can take that because James Laurinaitis was a very good linebacker now. He knows the position. I just don't know. He came straight from sports radio to the football field. Now, think about this. James Laurinaitis comes straight from sports radio to coaching at Notre Dame. That's a heck of a jump. Max Bullock goes from coaching at Alabama under Nick Saban, and now he comes to Notre Dame. I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying Maybe there will be a difference. Maybe there will be a difference. Let's see. What did I forget? I mean, like I said, I wanted to talk pro day, and I just really wanted to tease some things. And then Monday, we'll get into the meat, the full meat of everything. Then we'll bring some audio and video kind of coincide with things myself and Malika thinking about what we've seen and heard over the first three days of practice. But we love the intensity. We absolutely love the intensity, and we think this team has a lot going for it. I think the camaraderie you saw it play out and go viral to go viral today uh, based upon 
what I heard from Justice Scott, he said the visit went great. That was his own words. He said the visit went great. He was chopping it up with Kyle Hamilton. I saw him chopping it up with Kyle Hamilton. I saw him chopping it up with, um, I think, Tariq Bracey. And he spent the majority of the early time when he arrived with Marcus Freeman and then Coach Washington. So his parents walked over with Coach Freeman to the IAC as practice was getting ready to start. So Coach Freeman pretty much took the reins on Justice Scott while he was in South Bend. So you got to love it, man. You have to love it. So don't forget, tomorrow, 9 a.m., best of lucky lefty, former Notre Dame running back Dexter Williams. And then we'll have the full breakdown of everything that happened over the first three practices, along with Jared Parker and some of the players. Monday, Left is going to join me, and we'll break it all down. Left has some stuff to talk about with the quarterback situation that I think is really interesting from things he's hearing from people inside the program about Sam Hartman and Tyler Buckner. Uh, let's see. Oh, Heart Foundation? Absolutely. You know what? Uh, we have two podcasts coming up from LL Chicago this week. One is going to preview the Cubs and White Sox, and the other one is going to be with Herb Howard from the Bigs. He's going to have a preview of the draft with some guests. Um, so, yes, that's that's just business. And then we have a huge announcement. Like I said, we have a huge announcement next week concerning our live show in South Bend the weekend of the Blue and Gold game. So very proud of the opportunity we're going to be given. As soon as we get the release to make the announcement, we're going to go ahead and do that. So I wanted to come on tonight, give you guys a good solid hour talking about the pro day because we weren't on yesterday and also kind of teasing uh, what we saw today at practice. And then we'll give you some more. Really get into the meat of it. We're left on Monday. So for Malik Zaire, I'm Sean Davis. Thank you for those that jumped on late tonight. We appreciate you all, LN Nation. It's because of you that we continue to do what we do and we love what we do. You guys are absolutely the best. Appreciate you guys staying up late with me. As always, enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a great Sunday, no matter what you do. And most of all, make sure that you spin it different. Love you guys. Don't forget 9 a.m. Dexter Williams, best of lucky lefty. Apple Podcasts and Spotify.